1: Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since
0: 1939. Shop now at Watson.com slash the right way.
1: That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any.
0: This is our 401st episode of... And oh. we are finally getting around to talking about chickpeas.
1: And garbanzo beans. We're going to combine them into one episode because <laughs> yeah, they're exactly the same. They're the
0: same. This episode was suggested by listener Lara.
1: Thank you, Lara. Mm-hmm. Possibly inventor of the Lara bar. We're not sure.
0: And I feel like we should say right off the bat that we're not going to get into falafel on this episode right. because falafel is like a, a topic that is so big and delicious it deserves its own episode.
1: Right. Which we keep saying we're going to do and someday we will.
0: Okay. Maybe, um, maybe like the 441st episode.
1: Maybe the 441st episode. Write that down and check back and see that that's not the case. Okay. And also we already did a hummus episode that you can go listen to right now. I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: When was that?
1: I, I, everything to me feels like it was two years ago. So sometime between like ten and th- one year ago.
0: Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Did you know, listener, that this show is about to turn ten years old? Um, wow. Yeah. Stay. Yeah. Stay tuned for um, for some more information about like ways we're going to be celebrating this.
1: Yep. Wow. Like if you had known that you were going to be stuck doing this ten years <laughs> later, would <laughs> you <laughs> have agreed?
0: I would have cut it right off in the past. Uh huh. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> nope. Don't know
0: what a podcast is?
1: Don't want to find out. Actually,
0: I really didn't know what a podcast is. I know. (laughs)
1: We've talked about this before.
0: Okay. Anyway, hold on. Let's save our 10th anniversary episode. (laughs) Yeah, for the 10th 10th anniversary anniversary. episode. Okay. Uh, Matthew, let's go down chickpea memory lane. Okay. Number one, did you call them chickpeas or garbanzo beans?
1: Garbanzo beans was the name used in my household. Me too.
0: Me too. My dad was the main, I think of my dad as being the main garbanzo enthusiast in our house. In that like I, I I remember him being the one who like taught me about them. I
1: feel like we should be keeping a like a whiteboard of, of things we discovered. know about your dad. That he invented altoids, he was a garbanzo enthusiast, he was an endive man.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those are the ones I remember off the top of my head.
0: I but I feel like um I don't know. I I have this memory, and maybe I'm inventing this, but I have this memory of him telling me that as a child, one of the snacks that he would have was like roasted chickpeas,
1: mm, like that he would make himself, or his, like that that his family, his, his would, his family make. would make. Um, I,
0: I don't know. I mean, chickpeas are grown and eaten pretty much all over the world, so this is possible. And your dad's from
1: Canada. Well, right?
0: my my dad was the child of of Polish immigrants, okay. who had who uh, arrived in Canada like. Eight years before my dad was born. Okay. So, um, so he lived in a very Polish household. Okay. With uh, the whole extended family, in fact. And so I don't, you know, like, am I inventing this? Like, I wonder I, if we have any listeners of Polish extraction who grew up eating oh, roasted chickpeas.
1: Yeah, that's a good question because I mean, roasted chickpeas are delicious, and like, why wouldn't you have them for snack? But I don't know if it, if it's if, a.
0: Polish it comes thing? from his
1: Polish heritage or something else. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just what everyone in Canada was into. Can I tell you something I just learned about Canada? Uh, sure. Food, Canadian food. I was listening to a podcast that had several Canadian comedians from different parts of Canada. And so I don't know how widespread this actually was. But all of them were talking about how one of the things they would always get in their school cafeteria growing up was Jamaican patties.
0: What are Jamaican patties?
1: Jamaican patties is like a flaky turnover, usually filled with really spicy ground beef.
0: Did we talk about this on our meat pies episode? I think we
1: did, but we didn't eat them. And we we need to eat Jamaican patties at some point. It, they're a very common uh, like snack, eat quick meal in New York that you can get a lot of places. I remember so talking much about yeah. this. Oh
0: my gosh, that's so interesting.
1: So, And of course, they also had poutine.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay, back to chickpeas. Back to chickpeas. But anyway, I remember calling them garbanzo beans. I also remember, do you remember when salad bars first came on the scene in the
1: 80s? Uh, yeah, definitely.
0: Like, I remember... I especially um,
1: remember the Wendy's salad bar.
0: Yes. I was going to say the Wendy's salad bar, and this was in the era when Wendy's had baked potatoes.
1: Yes. I think they still do. And they had
0: chili, and I remember going...
1: definitely still have chili.
0: I remember going to Wendy's with my mom, and I would get a kid's meal, and my mom would get, like, a baked potato and go through the salad bar, and... I remember seeing chickpeas and kidney beans. They mm-hmm. they like yep. really stand out in my memory from the salad bars of the 80s.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you put on here three bean salad. Yes. Which was like a thing that I don't know if I've ever had, but I definitely know what it is.
0: It, it, it feels like true, like Midwestern America. Three yeah, beans it's, it's a
1: three-can meal, mm-hmm, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, usually green beans, kidney beans, garbanzo beans. Sometimes yep. people add a fourth bean
1: if they yeah, really I mean, want to change the definition. Really, really out of control. When I was growing up in Portland, there was a local chain called Garbanzos that was a falafel chain that was very good. It was one of Wife of the Show Lori's absolute fa- all-time favorite places. I don't minute. think there are any left. But, wow,
0: so you grew up, like, getting to eat falafel as a
1: child? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I, and, not, I didn't, and not just out, Al, but also, like, like my mom would make, like, the Near East boxed falafel.
0: Wow. I mean, I, I know that, like, I should understand by now exactly what a food desert Oklahoma <laughs> mm-hmm. was, but... I think because my, my family they were like so into food, I feel like I, I got to eat a lot of things that weren't typical of Oklahoma. But didn't you have falafel at, at
1: Mediterranean imports? Yeah,
0: but not until I was like a teenager. Okay. That was later. I mean, yeah.
1: I don't I think I don't know if I knew that I liked falafel until I was a little older because I was afraid of the sauce.
0: Uh, like a tahini sauce or a yeah, yogurt like, sauce? Yeah, like
1: anytime I could get my hands on it and be sure there was not going to be any tahini or yogurt sauce involved, I was all, all so over just, that. So you just
0: wanted the dry falafel
1: I ball? I just wanted the dry falafel ball.
0: Once again, we need to remind the listener, this is not an episode about falafel, Matthew.
1: Right, right, sorry. <laughs> but also we need to remind the listener, I was possibly the worst child in America. Possibly.
0: Uh, do you have any non-falafel garbanzo memories?
1: Not really. I'm, I'm a little nervous about this episode because it. Chickpeas, garbanzo beans are really not something I eat a whole lot really? and like don't really know a lot about cooking. Oh my yeah. gosh,
0: I eat a lot of this bean. So let Great. me dominate so this episode. So hold forth. Okay.
1: The fourth bean, that is.
0: Uh, okay. So <laughs>
1: the, Garbanzos, the fourth
0: bean. These things go by many different names. Yes. Um, and 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 the chickpea name, uh, I think derives from Latin. In, in French, they're chiche. Um, really?
1: Mm-hmm. Wait. So, what does that? What would that translate as?
0: P. Oh, sheesh, pla, sheesh, like P chick, which, comes, which okay. comes from the the Latin c um, i c e r,
1: which means well because they're chichi in Italian, right? Yes. Yeah. But what, yeah. But what does that mean?
0: I don't, I don't know. But it comes from Latin. Who is Cicero? Anyway, so these things are called chickpeas, uh, garbanzo, Egyptian peas, and then, of course, chana, chole, mm-hmm. uh, Bengal, gram, yep. uh, gram in general. It is one of the world's oldest legumes, and... Um, Apparently, seventy five hundred year old chickpea remains. This was the this was the word used on Wikipedia. I wondered, this crime like, is
1: still unsolved. Like,
0: are they like cremains? Was like, it like a like a like a skin of a chickpea?
1: Oh, like like, like, like what, a what, buffalo what, bill situation.
0: I, like, what form did these chickpea remains come in? They were you found. Think in,
1: another bead kind of bean. Like murdered uh, the chickpea and took yes. the skin.
0: I well left behind the skin.
1: Left maybe. behind the skin. But yeah. the skin's the best part.
0: Anyway, yeah, these things are really old. 7,500-year-old chickpea remains have been found in the Middle East.
1: Did you see the thing someone posted on our Facebook or some other part of the internet um, about uh, someone making a, like, 4,500-year-old sourdough starter using, uh, like, spores that had been uh, extracted from Egyptian pottery? No. Pretty cool. That's super cool. I don't think it would, be, makes... it would end up any different from a modern sourdough starter, but still a good story. That
0: makes Sylvia look super pedestrian.
1: Oh, but oh, Sylvia, Sylvia, Sylvia's still going strong. She is.
0: She's um, going to
1: make it to four thousand five hundred. I feel it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the chickpea likely originated in southeast Turkey, but okay. of course, it is like it, it spread like wild chickpeas. Mm-hmm. Um, it, interestingly enough. Um, during World War One, chickpeas were grown as a substitute for coffee in Germany. They were like roasted and ground. And That cor- sounds
1: like severe deprivation right? measures. Right? Right.
0: Apparently they're still sometimes brewed this way, although Wikipedia did not specify where. I, like <laughs> I just like I've had chickpeas Wherever
1: things aren't going great. Yeah. Well, yeah. on the other hand, so to be fair, like a lot of the flavor of coffee comes from like a plant being roasted yes. rather than the inherent flavor of the coffee plant, which is why there are so many coffee substitutes that like are something roasted and brewed. So it's yeah. probably not terrible.
0: Well, and and the truth is, is that like chickpeas are a type of seed.
1: Yes, that is true. Coffee beans, right? Yeah. One thing I don't know if, we're, if we put on the agenda is like until, until fairly recently, chickpeas were like a lead. Uh, gluten free flour substitute yes. like chickpea flour. Like if you bought like Bob's Red Mill gluten f- free flour blend, it would be a lot of chickpea flour, and
0: it has a lot of chickpea and a lot flavor. Of chickpea flavor, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, okay, so. I kind of got a little bit geeky in reading about chickpea plants mm-hmm. because I don't know if I'm the only one, but I get sort of confused when I'm eating like like uh, beans and lentils and stuff. Like,
1: do you think there's some like, really, hormone in well, them like, that's causing confusion?
0: No, like I don't understand like where, what part of the plant it comes from, or like whatever. So, so okay. Anyway. Chickpea plants are annual bushy plants that grow to be like eighteen inches tall.
1: You're an annual bushy plant
0: and um, and they've got these small feathery leaves. yeah,
1: I've seen I've seen the fresh ones.
0: Yes, yeah, I was gonna ask, have you seen um I remember once being in San Francisco or in the Bay Area, visiting family there and going to Berkeley Bowl and seeing for the first time green chickpeas still in the mm-hmm. pod. Have, where where have you seen? I that?
1: bought them, I believe, at Alvarez Farm. Okay. At uh, Seattle Farmers Markets.
0: Cool. Anyway, so these um these like oblong green pods that are about an inch long grow on, you know, on, on the stems of this bushy plant. And each one has one to three seeds. And so the chickpeas, what we call chickpeas, are those seeds. Um, and they're technically pulses, which are just edible seeds of the okay. legume family. Anyway, so like young chickpeas, if they're harvested when they're green, you can eat them.
1: But they're very rebellious. And uh, what? Well, they're young, you uh, know, immature. They're immature. They make green,
0: like inexperienced,
1: dumb jokes.
0: <laughs> anyway, but they are um, they are apparently delicious and somewhat of like a trendy food. Um, the, the
1: young, fresh the, ones? Yeah, yeah, the
0: fresh grain chickpeas. But anyway, once the leaves of the plant... So if you don't harvest them when they're fresh and green, and you leave it be until the leaves of the plant have like withered and turned brown, you harvest the whole plant... Or leave plant. it
1: bean, as the case may be. You
0: harvest the whole plant, and then you allow the pods to dry, and they pop open, and you remove the seeds and those are your chip At pays. What
1: point? Like they're already kind of wrinkly. If even if you like eat them fresh, yes. right? Because yeah. they, they remind me they look like a like a newborn baby face, kind of. Well,
0: they do. You're <laughs> right? right. You're I mean, right. I'm having
1: just having just seen a newborn baby because my uh, sister in law just had a baby and uh, I got to meet the baby like after like it was six minutes old or so. Mm-hmm. Um and man, new new babies are just like. <laughs> I know they
0: definitely <laughs> look like like it came from outer space, right? Kind yeah, because
1: okay. I like went into the delivery room. Of thinking like this is going to be this is going to be so cute like a brand new baby in this ah.
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> you know? exactly
1: i mean nothing personal It's very cute now
0: <laughs> well so anyway uh, as anyone who has done any amount of like South Asian cooking, Indian cooking, or mm-hmm. Pakistani cooking, as you will know, there are many different things that we might call chickpeas or chana, right? Different varieties, right? Like there's like
1: kind of little green, greenish ones. So,
0: so the the type that is um, the type that that I have most often seen called for in like Indian and Pakistani recipes that I've made is called it, it's it's a type of chickpea called Desi Chana. Desi uh, meaning native... And they're hulled and split um, to make chana dal. And they look like yellow split peas a little oh, bit. Oh, interesting. Um, you have, oh, Matthew, hold on. We're going to get to this in just a second. Oh, great. And in India, chickpea flour is mostly made from desi chana, okay. from this particular type of chickpea. But the ones that we usually see in the U.S., and I, I, I would venture to guess maybe North America as a whole. Well,
1: in fact, the ones I have here are a product of Canada.
0: Yes. So the, the chickpeas that we usually see in North America are... A different variety called Kabuli Chana, okay. which means like of Kabul. Oh, of course. Um, and they are lighter colored and they're larger. Than desi chana, and in the U.S., chickpea flour is usually made from kabuli chana. Okay. So anyway, those are the two main varieties. But then, of course, there are lots of other ones. Like in Puglia, there's a, a black chickpea that is commonly it sounds like
1: the the first line of a song or right? something, right? Like a yellow um, rose of Texas. always it's the black chickpea of Puglia. Yes.
0: <laughs> there are also <laughs> different types of black chickpeas in India, and I'm sure in other parts of South Asia. I'm pretty Asia sure I, I have had I black
1: chickpeas. I think this I really might have really feels two. familiar. Um, I love the 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 uh, bag of chickpeas that I have here. Um, I love buying this brand. Um, it's a very, very popular brand of uh, Indian pulses of all kinds, but it's um, Swad Best Taste in Town.
0: Oh, that's what it's called, uh-huh. the brand?
1: Well, I mean, Swad is the brand, and, they're, and I guess their best motto is Best in Taste in Town. In
0: town. Uh, I think we should add that to our song about the black chickpea of Puglia.
1: Yeah, I like how it's, it's both uh, like boastful and kind of modest at the mm-hmm. same time. I guess we call that a humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> Huh, what a novel (laughs) term. Not necessarily the best in the world, but the best in town. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott.
0: Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home.
1: Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen uh they've got you can borrow appliances like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling you can borrow it no charge
0: uh-huh so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post meeting drink
1: you can bring your pet
0: by Marriott.
1: Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay.
0: Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy.
1: Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle.
0: So Matthew, when you do buy chickpeas, do you usually buy them... Dried and cook them from dried, or do you buy them canned?
1: So lately, uh, now that we're living in the instant pot era, mm-hmm. I've been buying dried because I'm they s- cook so nicely in the instant pot. I'm
0: still scared of cooking beans in the instant. Pot. I know,
1: and and I think producer Abby was was uh, asking me about this. Like, are we still scared? I, of... We
0: are still scared. I'm still scared. Abby. So
1: I I am less scared because now I've twice made chana masala in the instant pot, and it is fantastic. And you just it goes for uh, 35 minutes with natural. Pressure release and it is done.
0: Now I have a question for you. Are you when you have made it, mm-hmm. um, have you used consistently this same swad brand and I've, the same swad
1: bag? Same swad brand, same swad bag.
0: Because you know, dry beans... bag really
1: sounds like <laughs> something cool. Like like dried what, what do you think she's carrying in her swad bag?
0: Dried beans are they vary so greatly in how yeah, long they you're cook. Right. And I like the Instant Pot really trips me out about this because I can't see what's going on in there.
1: So I did soak them. And soaking okay. I feel like is somewhat of an equalizer in only bean cookery. Somewhat. Only somewhat. But only somewhat, yeah.
0: Anyway, I have to say, so I definitely have cooked chickpeas from dried. Um and I think they are among the easiest beans to cook. For one thing, like, if the skin splits and starts coming off, it feels like less of a crisis than if the skin starts splitting on, like, a cannellini bean. You know what I say? If
1: the skin splits, wear it. (laughs) Okay.
0: Anyway, but I always keep at least two cans of Chickpeas in my cupboard.
1: Okay, now and, again, add this to the list of things we need <laughs> to verify at Molly's house.
0: Wait, what was the other one? It
1: was. Do you have? Uh, oh, English English muffins, English muffins on the counter, and do you have chickpea? Two I've, cans of chickpeas I've in got the cupboard.
0: Both of these okay. things right now. Anyway, um, and what I, do
1: you use them for?
0: So I always buy either Goya brand, mm-hmm. Progresso, or Bushes. Okay, I don't tend to like like the natural food brands; right. they're like under salted. I use canned chickpeas for, um, so mostly I make what June and I call beans and greens, which is a variation on Molly Stevens' recipe for braised escarole with cannellini beans. It's from her book, All About Braising. But anyway, I do it with escarole and canned chickpeas. I think Molly Stevens... Uh, doesn't love canned beans I but still can't I do. believe
1: every time you talk about this I still can't believe your child eats it
0: she loves it she requests it all the time she loves it <laughs> Um, however, there are so many other kid-friendly sure things child that she an won't adult
1: eat. Adult wearing a kid skin suit.
0: Um, well, if the skin fits, she wears That's it. That's true. So, you're right.
1: Can't argue with that.
0: Anyway, um, okay. What else do I do with canned chickpeas? I also. So June also. June loves raw carrots and cucumbers. Mm-hmm. She also loves feta cheese. And so if I like slice up carrots into carrot coins and cucumber coins and take a can of like uh, chickpeas drained and rinsed and mix that together put vinaigrette on it, and feta, she thinks this is the most delicious salad ever. I think it is an extremely random salad made up exclusively of things my child will happen
1: to eat. If you put this recipe in a future book, you should call it extremely random salad.
0: Yeah, it's like not even that tasty, I I don't think. But June loves it. I would never put these things together.
1: Yeah, no. It's It's a lot of like kind of
0: dry, crunchy stuff. I don't think I would like it. It's fine. The, it, the feta is key. It sort uh-huh. of smooths it over. If June is listening to this episode, she is going to be mystified about why I would make something for her that I don't think is great.
1: Would she really be mystified by I that? I think
0: like she was kind of insulted when we said oh. that we think kids choose weird ice cream flavors. Oh I wonder if so she'll be true. insulted by this. I was
1: just <laughs> hearing someone talk reminisce about uh bubblegum flavored ice cream that had chunks of bubblegum in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So gross. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so Matthew, what what do you do with chickpeas? Okay.
1: So mainly chana masala. Okay. Uh, that's that's like really the only chickpea cookery that I've done personally. And what recipe um, do you use? Wife of the show Lori recently made a a recipe that was roasted chickpeas and chicken, like a sheet pan supper. That was really good. Well, I think also, my mom makes Indian like spicing. That. So the recipe that I used for chana masala like I knew I wanted to make it in the instant pot so I I went hunting in the uh, I was going to say the dark quarters of the internet but that is not true. Um, that's not where you find the the uh, the bean recipes. On the
0: on, on the dark web. On the
1: dark web. Yes. Yeah. Um, So, and I uh, found a blog called My Heart Beats, B E E T S, and uh, the recipe seemed really promising and it is really good. We're going to post a link to the recipe. I changed absolutely nothing, it is perfect. Just the way it entered the world, just just like my new nephew. <laughs> <laughs> who,
0: who, just as I'm going to go, you said, looks like, <laughs> like
1: <laughs> a. <laughs> but not anymore.
0: Um, I have made uh, like a sheet pan supper. I used to do this a lot in grad school. This was back in the days of eagle at Matthew mm-hmm. when you and I were nerding out on online food forums. Yep. Um, I remember learning about what what was then called caramelized cauliflower.
1: Oh, yeah. That, this right? was a huge thing this on Eagle. a this, big deal yeah. on Eagle.
0: It, it was like, uh, like Jim re- Dixon yeah. slash Amanda Hesser. Oh,
1: this took, this like really just like stormed into our lives and took over for a while. I still make it all the time.
0: Me too, me too. Um. So anyway, it was thinly sliced cauliflower. Like, yeah. you know, you slice from like the, the top of the, the head down to the stem. Mm-hmm. Thinly sliced cauliflower. The same way you
1: would prepare a skin suit.
0: Matthew, would you stop with the skin? <laughs> this is like me with the hor- it really is. It's horrible terrible. stuff the other day, which I'm not even going to
1: repeat. It's funny how, like, because there was because there was that movie, it it's, it feels sort of okay to talk about this.
0: I I don't know what movie you're talking the about. The Silence
1: of the Lambs is the movie.
0: Oh, but I forgot about that part.
1: Oh, very well,
0: conveniently. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Anyway, wow, once again, we are right on top of mm-hmm. our current media. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Have you have you seen this new movie? It's very scary. <laughs> I
0: hear it's got this new actress, Jodie
1: Foster. And I hear someone's liver is going to get eaten. With Chianti. With, yeah, and fava beans or chickpeas. You can substitute chickpeas. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so I would You know,
1: when that movie came out, I had no idea what fava beans were.
0: I thought Chianti was like a very expensive Italian mm-hmm. wine that like I would probably never be exposed to, like never get anywhere near in my life. Yeah. Like so rare. Okay, Chianti. possibly
1: I interrupted.
0: Possibly. Seven times. So I would make caramelized cauliflower, thinly sliced cauliflower tossed with olive oil. Well, what I would do is in the bowl when I was tossing the cauliflower with olive oil and Mm -hmm. salt, I would throw in a can of drained, rinsed chickpeas and also like a red onion or a shallot, whatever I had around that was also uh, kind of, you know, sliced maybe half inch thick and uh, toss this all with olive oil and then like garam masala.
1: Mm, That sounds great. And I would
0: cook that on a sheet pan. I'm going to
1: make that this week.
0: Roasted until it all caramelizes. The chickpeas, the onion, the cauliflower. And then I would eat Mm -hmm. that with a fried egg on top. And that was like something I would do a lot in grad school. And it was it was also nice because I could take the leftovers like for lunch the next day and eat them in like the computer lab at school.
1: Oh, wow. I'm sure the the people working in the computer lab loved that.
0: Loved the smell of my roasted cauliflower. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, I was also going to say that there was briefly a period of time, like 10 years ago, Brandon and I ate panisse, chickpea fries. Like you make like a chickpea.
1: I vaguely know what this is.
0: Batter that's almost like the thickness of polenta. Mm Mm-hmm. And you let it cool and then you cut it into like batons and you, okay. you fry them. You can either deep fry them or sort of shallow fry them.
1: <laughs> and you can either eat them or conduct with them.
0: <laughs> anyway, it's a Provençal thing, pennies. <laughs>
1: you, you wouldn't understand.
0: And anyway, chickpea fries. And it's, sort it's a of...
1: Provençal thing. You wouldn't understand because we're <laughs> speaking in the long dock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, nicely oh. done, Matthew. Okay. Um, it's, All it's, right, we're done. It's similar to um, soca, which is like a, a Provencal um, chickpea pancake, which is also kind of like farinata, which is an Italian chickpea pancake.
1: Okay. yeah, This I have had. Okay. Soca. Uh,
0: and then, of course, like chickpeas in in soups. They, they show up in a lot of Italian soups. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've, recipes Chichi. I've made. Curries, shakshuka. they are shakshukas with, shakshukas with chickpeas.
1: Yeah, that sounds um,
0: good. Chickpea flowers used in the batter for pakoras. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know, know, that. know that. I didn't know that. I was so interested to find that. And then, oh man. I'll eat
1: pakoras all day long.
0: This was really, um, I, I wish that I... Uh, Anyway, uh, hold on. Let me just tell you about this. In the Philippines, chickpeas preserved in syrup are eaten um, sometimes as a sweet or in this dessert called halo halo.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I'm familiar. Have with Have you this. had it? Uh, I have. I have tasted it here and there. It is. It is something that I find very challenging.
0: Yeah, it, it's like this multicolored dessert, kind of a like a. It almost reminded me of like uh, ambrosia in that it has like lots of different things going on, like taro yeah. sweets. Uh, there's like some shave ice involved, mm-hmm. um, different fruits that have been preserved in different ways.
1: Almost yeah, like it's a, a it's a very like high concept dessert that can be made in a lot of different ways. It's sort yeah. of like layered and trifly.
0: Yes. And very colorful. Yeah. The ones I saw. Like purple from taro root. At Looked really
1: cool. Green Leaf Vietnamese restaurant in Seattle. There is a dessert called the Three Bean Dessert, which my mom loves. I okay. do not. Okay. Um but I think chickpeas may be one of the beans. And it's really? so, so it's, it's like sort of, sort of, probably there is a family relationship between Hollow Hollow and the three bean dessert.
0: Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. I believe that. Matthew, did you, have you ever used? aquafaba
1: I'm I've watched videos of it I watched I think, a video of it too Yeah I think I think we're not going to make it but we should definitely link to a video of it if you haven't seen the process it's pretty wild Do
0: you want to do you want to tell the people about it
1: So it was it was just I feel like it was discovered in the last 10 years
0: Really it seems like something that would be ancient
1: I don't know we should we should we should look into this before <laughs> we do this episode So the idea is if you're looking for a vegetarian substitute for egg whites especially you can whip the liquid found in the can of chickpeas and it yes. whips up into like fluffy white clouds.
0: Yes. You can also, you know, whip the liquid left over from any cooked chickpeas, but apparently the can liquid is ideal because of its like thickness.
1: Probably because the, are, are they cooked in the can? I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they're cooked in less water than you would use at home probably and that's why it gets so
0: viscous. viscous. I don't know. Apparently, if you want to use your own like home cooked chickpea cooking liquid, um, you may have to reduce it a bit to 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 get it to whip properly, like to meringue texture.
1: When are we going to eat this chana masala that I made? Soon. Why don't
0: I vamp a little bit while you go warm it up? All right, Matthew. I found this super cool. Uh, You can shout from the kitchen if you found it cool too. But apparently, um, young chickpea leaves, like when they're when they're still you know green. They are hugely nutritious, uh, like with more nutrients than cabbage leaves or spinach leaves, which we tend to think of as like a superfood or whatever. Anyway, young chickpea leaves are consumed in many places as cooked greens, and um, apparently they are like particularly valuable in in places where they're malnourished populations because they are so nutrient dense. I thought cool. that was pretty that cool, cool, right? Like. I imagine we have some listeners who have tried growing chickpeas. They, they grow in so many different parts of the world. Um, anyway, I wonder if any of our listeners have tried cooking um, those like beautiful feathery leaves of a chickpea plant. And there you go. That is the end of my vamping. Here I am. You know what I forgot to mention, Matthew, is Brandon Pettit's chickpea salad which he started making when he was, like, in high school, I think, and he was doing some, like, summer jazz program or something. (laughs) And um, he would pack his own lunch to take with him, and he would use, like, canned chickpeas, of course, drained and rinsed, and then would dress them in, like, lemon juice, olive oil, um, a little bit of garlic, and Parmesan cheese. And I wrote about it on Orangette, like, an actual age ago and it was it, it was like the the little chickpea salad that could and um and I know a lot of people have made it it is like one of those like really simple and deceptively delicious things
1: when you say deceptively delicious do you mean like um Jessica Seinfeld, Jessica Seinfeld like you you snuck no. chickpeas into it <laughs> no, and got your kid to eat them. there is
0: no avoiding the fact that there are chickpeas in <laughs> okay. the chickpea salad just
1: checking you know, it's warming was, up. We're almost there.
0: I was just thinking about the, the aquafaba. I, I think that we can probably confidently say that uh while we don't know how long it has been used in this way.
1: The word is new.
0: Or at least that that the use of it in like the US is okay. maybe new-ish. I feel like it's something that a lot of a lot of vegan Uh, cooking experts have written about because it's a like a vegan way to make meringue. I love being Matthew's colleague because I just get to show up here after battling traffic and, and eat perfectly cooked rice from Matthew's really fancy uh, rice cooker and chana masala. Okay, Matthew. So um, tell me about this. You seem really happy.
1: Okay. This is so easy. I soaked soaked a couple of cups of chickpeas.
0: How long long did you soak them?
1: Uh, Like eight hours. And then in the Instant Pot, I cooked onion. Uh, Then I threw in uh, garlic and ginger and a spice blend. And really, you know, like it's all about like the spice blend. Like it's got to be. Did
0: you make it? Did you like toast your spices for grind my, them I up? I
1: toasted my cumin and ground it up, and the rest the rest was stuff that was already ground. So uh, so it included uh, amchur powder, which is uh, powdered dried green mango for for a little tartness.
0: Oh, I've never used that. Very
1: good, um, and you know coriander, cumin, gar- garam masala. Did uh, you make your
0: own garam masala? I
1: did make my own garam masala. A little cayenne, black pepper. Uh, and plenty of salt. One thing I have noticed, um, in cooking beans in general, but like chickpeas in particular maybe, like because they need to be seasoned well throughout and they're going to absorb a lot of water, the amount of salt you need looks like, you sh- you feel skeptical that you could r- possibly need that much salt.
0: Is it like salting pasta water or not quite?
1: <sighs> not quite, but tending that. So, so like this was made with two cups of water and it ended up needing like, a tablespoon plus a teaspoon of kosher salt. I believe it. Which which feels like a lot.
0: Yeah, it does. But it's very well seasoned. Thank you. Oh, this is great. Can we link to this recipe? Oh, absolutely. D- does, a couple uh, of
1: tomatoes go in, and then it just cooks in the Instant Pot for 35 minutes, and then you eat it.
0: Oh, I can't I, I stirred a little it.
1: bit of yogurt in.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that producer Abby didn't weigh in on the agenda with things that she and Brandon, her Brandon, might like to do with chickpeas, because they're vegetarians, mm-hmm. and Abby and Brandon are both really into good food. So Abby, basically, we're putting you on blast. I guess so. It we're sounds like We're putting you on it. blast. This is a, this, a quiet, calm blast.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a chill blast. Mm-hmm. It, we're, we're putting you in the blast chiller, mm-hmm. which they use sometimes on cooking shows, like competition shows, uh, I
0: guess? Yeah, June is really into um, Nailed It, mm-hmm. Sugar mm-hmm. Rush, Master Chef Junior. Mm. One of those has like a, a blast.
1: Oh my God! You know what you have to watch. Whatever. Blown away. What's that? It is a glass blowing competition reality show in the style of of a Top Chef. Wait, where?
0: What? What network is it on? It's
1: on Netflix. It takes place. It, it's a Canadian show, and they collect a bunch of glass blowers in a big glass blowing shop, and they all have to like you know make something and try not to break it every week. I'm it's super into so this. so much fun. Okay, blown and away. Okay. Apparently, like, I'm sure I'm, I'm like, not in the first 10,000 people to talk about this, but apparently a th- when you need to rewarm your glass to reshape it, you put it into a little oven that is called, in the glass industry, a glory hole, and so <gasps> they keep saying glory hole over and over on this show, and it's funny every time.
0: Wow. Who knew that glass blowing was so mm-hmm. dirty?
1: And the thing is like I when you when you're a glass blower like you break shit all the time. <laughs> it looks very frustrating. Have you I'm ever, glad they're doing it not me.
0: Have you ever blown glass? No,
1: have you? I have once. Really? Mhm. How would it go? Um
0: well, I have to say that the the guy who was teaching me he had me do two projects and they were very simple. One was making like a like a um, a spherical like Christmas ornament so you just mm-hmm. made like you know a, a a ball that then had like sort of this little a little loop in the top of it that you could hook a, a, a okay. little hook through and then the other thing was a flower it was like a it's just a decorative thing I use mm-hmm. it as a paperweight but anyway we picked out two colors of, of glass, Crystals or whatever, and made the stem, and then made the top of the flower, and it was very easy. I mean, this guy was very good at teaching, and clearly knew how to. Um,
1: how hard do you have to blow?
0: I don't remember blowing that hard. Okay, I only had to blow on the the one that was a Christmas tree ornament.
1: Okay, yeah, because what the show makes everything about glass blowing look very difficult.
0: Mm, it is terrifying. It's so much heat, mm-hmm. and you have to move pretty quickly. Yeah, and. I even having made like two small, easy projects, I still feel like I barely understand what the heck was going on. I think I could probably make like eighteen more projects and still barely understand what was going on.
1: yeah, I think you you need to apprentice yourself to a glass master.
0: well, now that I'm finished with the manuscript for my next book,
1: that could be your next book. like mm. you could be it could be one of these books where like I learned you know i I like threw myself into learning something that I didn't need to know.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: for for 12 months or something. Great.
0: Okay. Perfect. And maybe I'll go to three different countries. Okay,
1: producer Abby, and... can you please um, find come uh, send over a list of uh, master glass blowers that Molly could apprentice to?
0: Um, is Spilled Milk going to be paying for my, um, my apprenticeship? Why and... don't you
1: write a grant proposal?
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I think this was our chickpea show. Mm hmm.
1: All right. Uh, what did we say we would link to at SpilledMilkPodcast.com? Definitely mm, this recipe, recipe for uh, chana masala, mm-hmm. which you can make in the Instant Pot or not. But I recommend making it in the Instant Pot.
0: Maybe a link to Blown Away on
1: Netflix. A link to Blown Away on Netflix. Oh, my God. What if it was a reality show where everyone had to defuse a bomb?
0: Nope.
1: Okay. And uh, you you mentioned at least one recipe, maybe from from your site, mm. Orangeette.net. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Molly Stevens Bray's escarole
1: mm-hmm. with beans. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Matthew,
0: I'm having trouble stopping eating this long enough to talk.
1: Mm-hmm. Pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast, where uh, we'd like to hear what about what you're doing with chickpeas these days. Mm-hmm. And um Or like if you know a lot about glass blowing.
0: Yeah. Just- yeah.
1: Yeah. If you're a master glass and you're looking to take on an apprentice.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Who, who probably has a lot of other responsibilities and and may not always be there in the in the glass house. You know what?
0: Oh, in the glass house.
1: <laughs> People but, you know, who live in count glass houses you can't on me not to throw stones. Exactly. But but possibly blow stones.
0: <laughs> Matthew, speak for yourself, man.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that means. (laughs) Things just got silly in the studio. Please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We're on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast, where we post something about once a year. Our producer is Abby Circatella. We already put her on blast. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Uh, Did did we determine what the, uh, determined, did you look up what the scientific name of chickpeas is? Because sometimes it's funny, like how soybeans were glycine max.
0: I saw it, but I didn't write it down. It starts with C-I-C-E-R is the Mm. first word, and then the second word is a a long word.
1: Never mind. That's not going to be our closing joke then.
0: Nope. I'm Molly Weisenberg.
1: And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. All I want is for kids to be threatened by a monster that they can't see. Yeah. That's all I want out of life. That, that is all I want, too. Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be.